All right. Welcome to What Matters. Who do we have here? I'm Austin Lee. All right. Welcome, man. Thank you. Yeah, nice to talk here. to you. Yeah, man. We're in, can we say the neighborhood? Yeah, Greenpoint. We're in Greenpoint in Austin's studio slash apartment or house. Yeah, it's like a live workspace. So basically just do everything here. It's amazing. It looks like the Frida Kahlo blue house <laughs> from the outside. Well, that's a compliment. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I was lucky enough to be able to to see her house before too. Was, yeah? Yeah. In Mexico City? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, for me, like, actually that, like, for me, like, was kind of inspiring, even with, like, setting everything up here. You're just, like, seeing someone who, like, lives lives with their work, and it's just part, like, le- like letting that all kind of come together. And I try to live that way, too, just, like, not making too much separation, like, with living living and working. Yeah, I love that you have um, a backyard studio. Yeah, like, I guess for me, that, that seemed like something that would um, just, like, give me a little bit more freedom with, like, airbrush, where I can, like, kind of... Yeah spray out there in a pretty open way and like yeah just that's that's where it like started from but yeah it's super fun like to have a space out out there to like just like be out in nature and still be working so um but that's pretty pretty recent that i've been starting to use that still figuring that out and like experimenting with it but yeah i feel super lucky to to be able to work outside now we met before okay we i went to a studio your old studio oh right right yeah and um i went with my friend shira friend of the show shira he was a guest before and we were asking for a work for a san francisco show okay remember and you gave us this tiny daryl wesley another friend of the show sculpture for the show oh right right yeah i remember that yeah and i wanted to talk to you about that because we went to san francisco with it and what happened was that i was there for the opening and for like a week after the show and i received a lot of visitors to see your work all of them students from berkeley Oh wow! Okay. What's your connection with Berkeley? Uh, not none that I know of, really? but I mean that's cool. That sounds great. They're listening, so shout out. Yeah, that huh? sounds cool to hear that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there were students from Berkeley University, and they were like, "We want to see the Austin Lee." And it's like here, wow. and it was tiny, and I had posted a picture of it. Like they didn't know how big. Right. Oh, yeah, it was pretty small. And I thought, I thought it was like, oh, I'm going to be disappointed, right? They're going to yeah. be like, well, what? But they're more interested. They're like taking selfies with it, being like, oh, my God, 3D printed and all the whole thing. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, like, I've been lucky over the years to like, you know, like, never, like you put your work out there and you never really know who's going to connect with it. And um, I've had a lot of like situations where a surprise, like where yeah, just like especially with like younger people and like students, like where just like know my work in a way that I wouldn't have expected. And that's all it's like, for me, sometimes the most meaningful, like where you're like, you know, it really seems like it's kind of having some impact in a way that is like organic and like maybe like slow and like something that can be like maybe hopefully inspirational for, exactly, for people. Yeah. yeah. This is one of the reasons why I have this show, because I want to tell kids out there that you can make whatever you think you can make in art, you can yeah, totally. I feel like that's for a lot of people just in life in general, that's sometimes the biggest barrier is like these walls that people put up like with what they can't do. And and like a lot of that, I think, you know, makes sense because of real challenges that people have. But I think that, yeah, like if you can just have that kind of like openness to like just letting like letting yourself like kind of do do more of what you're like really love or interested in. Like, yeah. sometimes it's surprising how how possible those things can be like, um, like even for myself, like I'm not I'm not someone who really ever expected to be like a full time 
artist. Like it's something I slowly kind of like step by step found myself. Yeah, like I always had like when I was younger, like day jobs and stuff. Well, we're talking about you were born in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, I was born in Las Vegas. Yeah. What, how was that? I I was like pretty young when we, when I left. So yeah. I don't like have a... Oh, really? Yeah, I think my parents left when I was three. But basically, they moved to Pennsylvania. So then I lived in Pennsylvania for a while. But like... Yeah, Las Vegas is an interesting. It's like a super weird place. I've been back there since I've been an adult, and it's it's strangely like familiar and unfamiliar at the same time. Because like I think it kind of does feel like home when I'm there. Like just the weather and like the yeah. climate, and like I feels like oh, this is feels like a really natural place to be. But um, it's a common theme amongst the guests of the show that we're all born. I myself included. I was born in California, and then when I was around that age, three kind of, I moved to Mexico. Uh, okay, yeah. And then Josh Smith, friend of the show and past guest, was born in Japan and then moved to Tennessee. Uh, or well, LA okay. first and then Tennessee. And then another guest of the show, Kentaro Ikigami, future, he was born in Japan, then moved to DC, like okay. Maryland. Like really young too. And everybody, I have a connection to California that is I cannot explain. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's it's something strange that like, because I don't really, like if I go to, I don't gamble or anything. Yeah, so yeah. if I go to Las Vegas, it's so bizarre to me and like, weird but like interesting and but i also feel a connection so yeah it's like an undefinable thing that like i feel like sometimes even just like maybe climate is like something like if you're born in a place yeah. it's like feels that like you have like a memory of that yeah. that is like kind of just locked in like, yeah. like culturally i don't really relate to it at all but like but like there's this like kind of more i think there's more than you think because another friend of the show nate loman was born in las vegas okay well and his yeah. work you like his work yeah yeah definitely it's interesting yeah so i feel that is in the same way is just I was talking to past guests of the show as well that the American South and the Southwest have a way to create art that is purely American. That, of course, taken from Europe, but in a way to create it kind of like a Robert Rauschenberg situation or Jasper Johns or people that Pollock even. Do you think yourself in that or do you consider yourself a Pennsylvania artist or a Southern, Southwestern artist? Huh, yeah, that's like, I mean, it's an interesting question. I guess like... It's not something I think about too much, like where for me, like, I feel like as I've been able to like to travel more like for shows and like experience other cultures, I think yeah. I start to see more of like what like what like culture that I grew up with, how that influenced me. Yeah. Um, but I think the reality is sometimes that's invisible until you're able to experience other other places and see like yeah like what is like kind of like like you grow up with that you don't question that until you have a different experience and then you start realizing like oh that's not how everyone thinks about this or does this yeah so for me like I'm not really I don't really relate to any specific place that I've been I feel like when I moved to New York that was like the first place that really felt like home to me like where yeah. Like just the energy and like the people here. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is this is like the place for me. It really felt welcoming in a way that I haven't had that in, with any any other place before. You were telling to me that your parents are not really artists. No, like I, yeah, my both my parents not not artists. I think my mom when she was younger would draw and stuff. Like I would find like some drawings that she had like when she was younger, but definitely not like not in any kind of like. How do you think? Way. How do you think you're? creative powers came to be do you think you were born with them or you think something happened like an origin story kind of thing like i know you're a fan from matisse yeah i know he had like an illness when he was a kid and he was bedridden and then his mom gave him paint and then he would paint in bed and that kind of like became his signature when he was doing the cutouts in a way right yeah which or i know warhol did the same thing like he was sick he was giving pain or collage and he would just do it like basket was run over by a car and then he would have to be like all that something happened to you or no yeah i mean I 
feel like definitely a lot of art comes from trauma and like responding to that. Like for me, like there's def- definitely some things that are maybe I don't want to go super into yeah. now, but like, but yeah, I can relate to some things that were probably challenging when I was younger. Um, yeah. Nothing like as obvious as that, but like just like, like my own personal like challenges. But I do think that's something that I think is interesting, like where is like, I think a lot of art comes from, yeah, like, like kind of trying to process or understand the world around you. And then especially like if you have like a difficult experience, it's like, I think that's when you like, for me, I think like art is like the place where it's like, I am really like trying to like, like unconsciously like unravel like what my experience is. And, and uh, as I get like older, and like, also like, I think I've been doing like a lot of therapy and stuff in the last couple of years, I think yeah. for me, these things that maybe were like, like, I would make something in my work, and it would be clearly like everyone else would see it it would be like this really clear unconscious like revelation and like would have no idea and like I think I'm pretty good at like being attuned to that like just like I can like make work and like it's like very um like about a lot of things and I don't have to consciously know that but it's very that very much there but I think now like because of some just more like some more like some skills that I've been learning like I can kind of like understand that and process it as I'm working instead of like way later like where I might see a painting like years later I'm like oh yeah that was I was like struggling with this and like but like now I think in the moment I have a little more more awareness which to me feels like a little bit more just like being more mature like understanding like like not just like relying on like oh just it's like coming out of this unknowable space it's more like okay like I'm gonna like work like kind of think through it like why I'm working too and then when you were a kid did they encourage you to go to art school and stuff like that yeah like my parents definitely like didn't really have any any kind of like like specific encouragement they like in some ways like I felt kind of felt like they just kind of let me do whatever and like I was on my own in in that kind of way like where yeah I think like for me at at the time maybe like I that was like frustrating or something but now I'm like oh that was like nice where I could kind of like really just find my own place and like I didn't really have any pressure to do anything or not do anything and I feel like that allowed me to kind of like find my own voice and like do things just for myself and like yeah like for me like that yeah like that wasn't coming from my parents I think for me like yeah I had like this one I have one moment in particular oh yeah you were playing with this girl no yeah, I have this like friend that like we're, we don't really keep in touch anymore. But in, she wasn't even like a super close friend at the time, but just like a friend in like a art class in high school. She was like, "Oh, you should like you should go to school for painting." And like, for me, it was just like the slightest bit of encouragement where I was like, oh, okay, like that, like I'll do that. And then I just like, for me, it's always like art's been like something that I just was drawn to always. Like I would always like draw when I was younger. Like that was kind of how yeah. I related to the world or like for me, like... Were you good at recreating like comics or something like that? Yeah, I think I would make comics. And like I used to do, like there's a few things I remember like where I used to like draw my desk in in like grade school and stuff. And like one thing I used to draw is like I would always draw hairs on my desk. Really? And then I would draw like a Trump boy shadow. And I always thought that was really funny, like <laughs> where I was like, oh, someone would like try to like not like kind of like push the hair off, but it's just, like a drawing of a hair. And like that's like a funny thing that like I think now, like in my work, I there's a moment where I was really drawing these like drop shadows in, in the paintings and stuff for a while. Like where so it's you were like drawing a, 3D desk graffiti? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. And like for me, like it uh yeah, That's it's weird. it's funny how like it's I guess I've always been kind of interested in like illusion too yeah, and like yeah, that yeah. Trump lawyer like that 
like, or optics yeah and like re- like what yeah. like the like uncanny or like right. what like what's real like so for me like yeah, when I look back at that like that was like an early version of like being interested in like this like drawing in that way how did you choose to go to art school did you go to art school and which one yeah so I did go to art school like for me like like I said with that girl she kind of was like oh you should oh yeah you should do it. that you got it yeah and then yeah. I just like it was like a small like two-year school I like started there yeah and then I had another friend who like finished that school and then went to Tyler School of Art in Philadelphia and then he was like like I basically just kind of like had a few moments where where I would like there would be a path where like I would see someone else on this path and they're like oh that 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 sounds good like and I would just follow it like where my friend went to the school school and he like told me he had a good experience there so I'm like okay I'll apply to that school and then I applied to Tyler and I I didn't get in for the art program so like I had to go to it's like the main campus like for I think a semester and then reapply and it's funny for me because like that's like like a strange thing to do like if you want to go to art school like I like a lot of people would go to another school but I hadn't applied to any other schools or anything I just like always kind of have this like like oh just do that and just kind of follow it yeah and then like but I also didn't like I wasn't had didn't have like a big plan either I was just like oh okay like that like they're like oh you can do this I'm like okay I'll do that Mm -hmm. eventually I did go to Tyler and like had a great experience there and then after that I had like a day job for a while in Um, New York or in Pennsylvania oh no yeah in Philadelphia and um yeah and like at that time I love Philadelphia yeah I loved it there too like yeah for me like that was a great experience I like I had like a little DIY gallery there oh really yeah and there was like a great um art community what would you tell any kids that are that's Tyler's. What was that? What would you tell to the like students there? Like if they're listening to you and you were like, oh, that guy's he's where I want to be. Yeah, I'm here. Like, give us a piece of advice or just one thing that you would tell someone. Yeah, I would just say like appreciate it. Like for me, like that's the one thing. I mean, I think I was like pretty dumb when I was in school. Uh-huh. Like, where I I was really probably appreciating it at the time. Like just like in it and like just exploring and experimenting. Yeah. Um, I think that's the one thing. Like, I guess in all phases of life, it's like to just be like present and like really appreciate that moment. Like, because I don't think like what I've like I don't I never like I was saying before like I never really expected to be able to be a full time artist. I think if you like for me like that are you being humble no i'm not being humble oh, <laughs> yeah. you just didn't like you were like this i'm just gonna try this might not work kind of thing uh no i don't think so i just think it was like i thought i would have to have a day job and like mm-hmm. but i love art like it's yeah, something yeah. that i thought like okay like i love that like for me like art is part of life like it doesn't yeah. like we're, like yeah, you regardless can tell of, by where you live that it, there's no distinction between what's art and what's not yeah and even like you can be an artist with a day job too for sure like i think yeah. that's like a reality for a lot of people and it's and it's kind of something that yeah everybody's on a different clock in a way yeah you don't know when it's gonna hit midnight or whatever yeah exactly yeah so for me like that um i think if you're like stuck on like like if you just do it like step by step like you just like work like keep working towards something like then like i think then when it happens it's like you can really appreciate it versus like if you're stuck on like the end goal or something then it's like I feel like sometimes then if you do that, if you once you hit that hit that point, then it's like then then where do you go? But if you're like focused on the process and like the work, then then it's like you always have room to grow because like you, you can you're just like always yeah. just just making the work better. And then these like moments that maybe are like um like really like important goals, like they you can actually like be like appreciate them. But then it's not like an end or something. You just yeah. keep, keep growing in, in different ways. And then you move 
from Philadelphia here. Oh no no. So for for in, when I was in Philadelphia, um, I had a few friends who applied to grad school, and they were able to like get like sc- like scholarships for teaching and stuff. And then for me, that was like I was like, oh whoa, like I could like quit my day job and like just work for two years, and that sounded like really appealing to me. Like, yeah. And so that's like, so I just like was influenced again by like some friends, like where it's like, oh, that's a path that I want to go on. Yeah. And because I had, a, I had a day job that I really wasn't. What super, was it? It was just, I worked like at an advertising place. It was like. You a, were the Don Draper of Philadelphia. No, definitely not. <laughs> no, no, no. Like it was pretty like, just like more like, just like a graphic design thing. Yeah, yeah. Like not like thinking. Oh, the art department. Yeah. Like that's more just cool. the that's kind cool. of manual, yeah. like. And then you went to Yale, right? Yeah. So basically, I applied to a couple of schools, hoping that like I would get like a scholarship where I could, you know, like yeah. could could go to. And then, um, and then yeah, it was funny because like Yale was basically the only school that I got into, just like a great experience. And then I like quit that job and was able to go to school. Did you know the the dosage? for those little squares of LSD no, I have was, no idea. was made at Yale. I'm not super surprised, but yeah. And they called the, the museum dose because okay. it was the right amount of LSD to go to the museum at Yale <laughs> with. Okay. So they were like, well, this much yeah. will get you through the museum. You're not going to freak out. Okay. And that's the dose that we still use today. That's funny. I mean, I... Uh... I love the museum there. I, I love the museum there. Yeah, it's a yeah. great museum. I actually don't, I don't really do drugs, to be honest. So you don't I don't do know. nothing? No, yeah, it's, it's funny because a lot of times people think with my work that Caffeine? I do. Caffeine? Well, yeah, I guess that, if that counts. Nicotine? Yes. No, nicotine? No nicotine, yeah. Yeah, no. THC? I, no, yeah, I don't do that either, yeah. Um, but it's, I think it's funny. Yeah, you like seem very energetic. Yeah, I, maybe sugar and caffeine is sugar my, my caf- Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. But yeah, I went to Yale one time with this collector uh, friend and his grandma's collection of art was being donated to Yale, that museum. Oh, Like wow, an okay. English art situation. And I went with them and we went behind the scenes to the conservation department. Okay. And I saw crazy things. Did you ever see it? Uh, I've seen crazy things there for sure. Like they have... A- an amazing collection i mean like what's your favorite work at the at the yale museum oh that's a tricky question um can i go first will you will you think yeah sure there's a van gogh the okay. red van gogh with the light pull table or something like that okay you remember it? i'm not sure if i remember that i'll one. put it in if the I show saw a notes picture, yeah, I would but yeah, know, yeah it's like a red painting with green and then the, there's like a face that is orange orange oh wait well, yeah, that sounds really it's good it's a famous one to huh. me you know but i yeah. saw it in person and i was like oh i i yeah i choked even again because it's so good yeah they have like a lot of amazing work it's surprising like when i was there it's like you know like it, anything we would just kind of go go to the museum pretty often um i think at the british museum there was like these stubs paintings that i really love these like there's a lot of horse paintings that he had made yeah, yeah. Those are pretty influential. I, I know I made a lot of paintings that were based off those. I don't know if they're like my favorite, but they're ones that kind of really stick out to me or like that I that I remember. Yeah. Now advice to any MFA Yale student. Huh, let me think for a minute. Um Yeah, it's just I think the same. Like I think for me, like it's like those those times like when I look back are pretty precious to just be around like artists in that way. Like where like even even for me, like now it's like I'm in New York and it's great. Like I have a lot of friends who are artists, but everyone, you know, everyone has their own life and is busy. And like, yeah. I really cherish the time I get to spend with people. But in school, it's like especially grad school and undergrad, like there are yeah. t- times where you're really like, 
it's pretty rare that you have like that many artists that are that serious, like in such a tight space, in, like such a tight community. And I think I always think it's funny when people are in like grad school or, or whatever or competitive, yeah. because I think I'm sure it, it was huh? like somewhat. But I don't think like for me, like when we were in school, like the kind of competitiveness is like like I think the positive version of that is like when you actually like you want your friends to succeed and do well. And like because it pushes you push each other yeah, to like yeah, yeah. be great artists. And like it's like oh, if I see my friend doing something amazing, yeah. it's like, oh, like I want to make amazing something amazing, too. And I think that's like, like, that's like the one thing to really kind of to keep in mind, like those are those potentially like people that you can have lifelong friendships and, yeah. and, and kind of like, um, like going through war kind of thing. I mean, that I mean, that's dramatic, horrible. but I, but I would say like, the, these are the people that <laughs> of like, course in a yeah, metaphorical but, way. but like the people, know, like the band of brothers kind of thing. Yeah. The people who know of, you the best and like yeah. know what you care about and think yeah. about like, it's, there's like a shorthand that I have with my friends mm -hmm. from school that like they can look at my painting and they know like when I'm off, like they'll yeah. be like, Hey, like why? Like, cause they know what I care about and what I'm thinking about yeah. and they can help me like pretty quickly get back on track. They don't have to like, like, I think if I meet new people, like new artists, even like people are really generous and great in the studio. Like they'll like someone who's great like that will take their time and like, really like they want to get to know you and mm -hmm. like get to know like what you're like, what you care about, what your interests are. And like, yeah, those people that, you know, for 10 years, 15 years, yeah. like, if you, you keep in contact with your class yeah yeah mostly yeah. like a majority of the people That's i went sick. to yeah to school with like at least like the close friends that i had like yeah. we all still i talk to them pretty often like almost every week i, think I was in medicine day. before i started art and medicine is ruthless with the competition like medicine is like the notes like drugs like ah uh, i'll they somebody got this notes from past exam like everything yeah. for the grade because then your grade decides where you're going for residency and right. like their best ones whatever is art school like such high level like a mfa at yale that competitive or is it more actually collaboration like i want the report yeah i'm not sure like i feel like i have my own experience where i've never felt that way yeah yeah i think it just probably depends on like what your goals are like yeah. where i've always just been more lean into like i don't yeah like for me like just i would rather just be more collaborative and get to know yeah, people yeah. i think that's like what i'm interested in. and like even for me it's like crazy to hear that with something as important as medicine like for me that's like a place where I would expect people to be like, oh, like, let's work together to like find great, like stealing data from each other's labs. Like, it's really crazy. Yeah. It's like, oh, it makes actually, me sad to hear that because it's because yeah. for me, that's like, um, this is something that is so important for to help people. And like that, yeah. that's a place where I would imagine like you. Yeah. Like it should be like that, like where you like kind of are working together to find better solutions for yeah. like people and humanity. But but yeah, I guess, you know, that's just how like, you know, there's all kinds of people yeah. in the world for sure so yeah but i do find in a way coming from medicine to art that even though a lot of people complain about the art world being ruthless and whatever is way less and more collaboration oriented and let's make let's build kind of thing yeah i feel that for in my experience is way better yeah as a, it's as a community or whatever yeah, like nobody even talks about the medicine world, but the art world coined itself the art world. That is like a group of people in a way. That is pretty interesting. I mean, I think for me, yeah, like the like when you talk about the art, there's different types of art world too. Like where, yeah. but for me, like it's almost sometimes can be like a family or something. Like yeah, where yeah. like my friends that like that are artists it's like that's like my like I think of them as like family in a certain way like where like I really connect to them like and and talk about all yeah. kinds of different things and what I'm thinking about but then yeah then there's like 
market stuff, which is totally different. Yeah, like that's a different type of art world. But still, yeah, go out, like working all day and then going to an opening and seeing someone next to you that you know, and they're as tired as you and as like drained from the work that it's like, I see you kind of thing. That's yeah. what I appreciate about it. Totally. Yeah, that's like a really beautiful, like I've had shows all over the world and like yeah, yeah. I'll like run and I'll meet people that I don't know at all, but they're so welcoming. Yeah. And like, to me, that's been a really beautiful thing that like the work could, could allow me to connect with these people that, you know, otherwise I would never meet or they wouldn't yeah. know me or anything like where that's like the be- the beautiful part of it for sure. Yeah. You not only are you huge in, at Berkeley, but you're also <laughs> huge at uh, like in like Asia and Japan. And now you say you're going to do a show in Korea. Yeah. I'm working on a show in Korea. Yeah. I had that's a show amazing. in Beijing a few years ago. And yeah, for me, like it's always really great. Like if what people... do you think? Sorry to interrupt you, but what do you think is the connection? I'm not sh- I'm not 100% sure. I feel like for me, like... Wait, I want to ask you one more question. Oh, sure. Before we continue. Yeah. So your last name, Lee, has nothing to do with Asia. No. Yeah. No, no? is this like... Tommy Lee Jones or what? Uh, yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do with Asia. Yeah, it's just this is Lee it, yeah. from your your family's from Nevada originally, or they moved around too. My mother is from like South Dakota, and then my mom's from Damn. Pennsylvania. Yeah, so your dad's from Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's why you moved back to Pennsylvania. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, that's cool. Do you have any like Native American situation? Um, Dakota's kind of like I a lot of people have it. Yeah, I think my sister has some, like, she has a different mother and, like, yeah. she has some connection, but not me personally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then from Yale, you moved to New York, like, right after? Yeah, right after, yeah. How was that transition? Were you sad that you left? Were you like, oh my God, this is the best thing that ever happened? Yeah, I mean, not to get super into it, but um, yeah. I had a pretty, Briefly. like, traumatic experience, like, right after school. I had, like, a girlfriend who had some like really serious medical problems so for like I think the first like two years it was pretty rough because I was like helping just take care of her and like kind of going back and forth from like a hospital situation and like but yeah like I don't know like even with that like for me it was it was definitely like as hard as I can imagine a situation being like with moving to New York but yeah like it's crazy yeah it was like pretty difficult but um so like I had a definitely like a, a challenging beginning so then once things got a little more stable I for me like it's been is she okay she's okay better than she was but not oh, okay not okay. great yeah like she's definitely yeah had like uh maybe like 30 brain surgeries over that time so it's pretty serious problem. well yeah i i love one part of that i love about medicine and my connection to art is how when you have like a hospital that has a bunch of art the kids get better and if there's just white walls, they kind of like don't. Yeah, I have to say there is like, yeah, that's something I think about a lot, like where I spent a lot of time just like, you know, yeah. in, in a hospital just when she was going through that. And like I there was like a Polly Applebaum piece there I would look at all the time. Yeah. And there's a few. Which one? Uh, I don't. Remember? I think it was like specific, like a specific piece for it was at John Hopkins. And like, yeah. I think that that I don't like remember the Damn. name of the piece or anything, but I would look at that work all the time and like. I think sometimes maybe artists don't know, uh, like how, um, like how, um, helpful that can be sometimes for people like in that, in that kind of situation. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, like, so for me, like that was very like, like influential. Yeah. Uh, you have like, an amazing yeah. aura about you and your work that I'm sure people like her and everybody, we enjoy the healing properties of the work. I want maybe to bring back to that. Maybe you can talk about if you think about your work, do you want to send out healing vibes in a way? 
Yeah, it's not something I think about specifically, but yeah, like I think for me, like when, with that experience, like I think some of the art there like helped get me through that or like yeah, g- yeah. gave me some positivity. But what about your work? Like with my work, I think, yeah, like I guess like for me, like there's a often a hopefulness with it. Like yeah. I think especially like if I'm like struggling or something, like yeah. I'll like often will do the opposite of like what, like my work will sometimes reflect the opposite of like what I'm going through. Like if I'm really having a hard time, I'll like do really optimistic, cheerful work, like where it's like a like fantasy or, yeah. or hope for that. And I think if I'm like pretty stable and in like a good, good spot, then I, I'll dive into like more of the difficult work that's like maybe more about like, like hard, harder issues, I think for me, like where like I feel like strong enough to go there so yeah like definitely it's like a back and forth like it's more exploration but yeah i definitely have had people who've understood the work in a deeper way than i would expect like yeah. maybe because they had similar experience so um that's like really special to me like when that happens and it's like things that i think like maybe you know maybe like most people might not see those things in the work yeah. but like if you've you know like everyone has a different life experience and like you know you might connect to one work in a different way because you had something similar happen or uh so it just yeah it just depends but I don't, I don't like have any goal with the work i have to say though like for me yeah. like you it's more ex- it, like expression yeah from. and like i think i it's important for that's like important i think i don't ever yeah. want the work to to like serve like a purpose necessarily yeah, in yeah. that yeah you don't think about the, how what they're going to do with it anyway. yeah because it's more like i want it to be open like where the the viewer can come to it on their own terms and like yeah, yeah. and because for me it's so rewarding when someone like we were talking about the one painting in the studio like you saw a horse in it yeah yeah and uh like that's a work where like i think a few people have seen <laughs> seen this horse that where it's like just a not something that i painted intentionally but like like it reveals something that i didn't see like so for me like i don't want the work whoever want the work to be like didactic where it's yeah. like like oh it has to do this or yeah, function yeah. this way because that's so limiting like for me the best work is like does so like many things and like means many things over in different cultures in different time like where it's like people bring to it like it's open enough that like people can like use it as a um as like a catalyst for their own thought or for their own kind of their own like way to like interpretation yeah and to process and think about their their lives too so maybe we can talk about now we're talking about this when you are painting right is there um paint sound that you have i know you use um masks right to protect from the aerosol yeah and i also use a mask because i burn wax and i drip it and sometimes fumes come out so i have to be prepared for that and i respect because the amount of time that you're wearing that mask it kind of like at the end of the day of using that mask for all day you don't feel that good Mm -hmm. but that generosity it really translates with the amount of time but it's also passion so i wanted to ask you is there like what where do you go when you are masked up ready to go what is going on are you listening to something are you like dancing are you playing music are you silent completely yeah like it's funny that you said that it's funny like that i guess because you wear a mask you have that insight like where it is definitely not comfortable so for me like it is like it's one of those things like even like if you're doing a painting that is like very like sometimes if it's like super detailed or something it's that kind of pain that you suffer through to like because you want to see something or get the result like get the result that you have in your head yeah and like it always feels like that because i'm always like oh i wish i could just use oil paint and like paint <laughs> like a normal person <laughs> or something because like for me that feels like a little bit more um free or something in a yeah. certain way but it's just like i've never been able to paint what i want to paint that way so haven't found a way to do that so for me i you know suffer through the the mask but um but yeah i basically like when i'm working though it's pretty open like where 
Sometimes I listen to music. Sometimes I listen to like podcasts. Now I do. You're never listening to what matters. Oh yeah, no. Right. So yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, like yeah, like I do like when you're talking about dancing and stuff. I do sometimes like if I'm listening to music, try to match the energy of the work. Like yeah, it, like for course. me, painting is like a really physical experience. Yeah. And like my, I do like if I'm like really psyched about a painting, yeah. I'll be like kind of like bouncing around a little bit. And it is like yeah, I wanted to thank you for your generosity on Instagram, right? Like you're very open about you're one of the few painters out there that we see actually creating the work most people are secretive about the process and stuff like that so thank you for being open i i'm sure thousands of people like find those exciting because you it's like infectious your energy you doing it and you're somewhere else and you're like i can feel the intensity cool yeah that's great to hear yeah Yeah, for sure like for me like i mean i think with all that stuff i I love sharing how i do things because Yeah, if someone else can find that helpful, it's great. But like, also, I do feel like it also like makes me always get better too. Because like for me, like especially too, like if someone's influence or something, and yeah, I I've yeah. had times where I've seen someone else maybe like do something that I could see is influenced influenced by my work, but then it like pushes me to try new things too. And like where it's like, oh well, like if other people can do that, then yeah. what what's something that no one's done yet? Like I and it'll push me to a new place. So I always think that that's like um yeah, like so like if it does who like who is that help? to keep secrets like for me like yeah. it's like it's i was terrified dumb. at some point that other painters would know how i did it yeah and then i found as an example like the painter ad reinhardt yeah he was open about everything tell people like you put the paint the oil paint and then the mineral spirit you shake it you take off the oil and then it's, and then he would tell everybody and rothko was secretive about it mm-hmm. and then in a way to me it's like so you can go either way yeah and i, I just and think it like, doesn't really you know yeah well i i, pr- I just feel like if if it's just technique yeah that's like not enough for me like that's not like the work's not yeah, about yeah. the technique so that so for me that's an important thing where it's like yeah like yeah like with reinhardt like like both of those artists are amazing like you can't you can't just like make one of their paintings because you know the technique i think that's like it kind of just like keeps you honest too like if you're open with that stuff where it's like like you just like yeah you have to like be actually be interesting the content mm-hmm. has to be there and it's just a, it's a reminder always to like you know you have to be more than just if you make up some interesting technique it has to have like like some depth soul. to it yeah so like, have you seen the movie cool world um i'm from the i don't think i've ever seen the whole you movie you have to rewatch it I, I will yeah it's about brad pitt or no sorry brad pitt is like a detective it's like about a cartoonist guy who is a cartoonist and then he's transported to the world that he created wow yeah that's cool so i feel in a way that your work has that world that you exist in and we talk about first i want to talk about one thing and then we'll talk about meta and the oculus rift and all that but i want to do you know the artist david alfaro sequeiros oh yeah of course yeah he's like yes yeah yeah, he's amazing david alfaro sequeiros yeah he had a lab in new york city in like the 40s okay and it was called the lab of techniques or something like that i'll put it on the show notes cool. but one of the students of the lab was pollock oh wow because his amazing. brother yeah his pollock's brother was an artist or two and he got connected with this guy so they would just meet and they would talk about how to paint without brushes wow that's yeah please send me that i'm like yeah. super interested in and doing that that's when all the they started using the automotive paint and the spray yeah. to make paintings at that lab yeah i think like for me that's more how i think about things too it's like how do you like together like grow like a, a visual language and like yeah. go go to some new places like i feel like that like i had one friend in grad school who i really loved like where 
we would share techniques and like he would do something new with it that I I didn't ever think of. And then I would learn from him. And then like the more we shared, the more we both got better. Like that's what I kept was my experience, yeah. like where it's like we both actually elevated each other. Like where if we didn't do that, we would both just probably be doing the same thing we did 10 years ago or something. Uh, one thing, yeah, when you were talking about like soul, I think that that's like for me really an important thing in the in the, like any work where yeah. I start you like it's kind of like transcends like style. Yeah. I think like for me, like if you start to see certain artists, like where like David Hockney is like one of my favorite artists and like you see him over time and over different mediums and like he can, you know, make a photo collage or painting yeah. or like a video work or iPad drawing. Like to me, that thread that's in all of that, then you start being like, oh, that's like his soul or who he is or like that starts to be clear. And I think that's like what's interesting, like like overall with artwork, too, is like, yeah. Like when you start seeing that, like, what is that thing about that person? What what do they care about? Yeah. Like you start getting a glimpse into them and it's it's different. It's not just style. It's like who they are, like yeah. how they think about the world. Yeah. So when did you discover the spray? When did you transition from brush to spray? Yeah. So I think I started it maybe in undergrad. So it was oh, like, really? yeah, like 2005, 2004. So I've been doing it for a while. It started off pretty slow. Like I was making, I started making paintings with Photoshop back then, like, yeah. like maybe 2004 three 2004 like i had like kind of a eureka moment i think that's when i first started making paintings yeah. that i thought were interesting like i was making pretty boring mundane paintings before then and i just like i had kind of um like would experiment drawing in photoshop and then it just like kind of clicked i was like oh why don't i just like make a painting like from this drawing yeah. and then like back then what like computers weren't as like commonplace so like so there wasn't really anyone doing that at spe like at the, especially at that at the school at the time so for me like it felt really radical to to make these like digital images in that space and it just felt like i had made i made this one painting i just as soon as i made it it's like the first painting that i made that way i felt like wow like that's something different and then it just like i kind of got addicted from then on like where it's like oh this is this like this digital aesthetic this language that i like want to explore and like it it's something that i think for me that kind of um like it felt unreal like bringing this like digital space into into reality and which at the time what like was not like now it's pretty normal it's like such a well, part that, of our culture that was my question right now it's going to be like how does it feel to have a vision technique slash whatever and now because you share with me that you read the comments so people will be nice how do you feel that now you are imitated in a way how does it feel to be like I mean, or do you feel like i don't think they're imitating you or you can see it yeah sometimes like, it's nice like i definitely feel like uh it's cool like it feels like oh you see like some impact which is really is, great yeah, does it feel good most of the time it feels good the only thing that for me i struggle with is like what i think is a little out of your control and this is not just with other artists but like in just in culture like where like these like digital images are so just like normalized that it doesn't feel like how it felt when I made it. I think it's like, it's, it's something that I just have come to terms with, with like the work changes over. Like when I look at my old work, it doesn't, like when I first made it, I was like, well, this is like crazy thing. And then like, now I'm like, oh, this is, it doesn't have the same feeling as when I made it. Yeah. And I think that's something that I have to come to terms with. And I don't, I'm always like, kind of like, just like, it's just something you have to accept, like where like work changes over time, I think. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm kind of like pushing, like, I'm always trying to find like new language to like try new things, but like, but it does sometimes feel dated over time. And like, that's, I think it's out of your control a little bit. But for me, like that, there's like a, yeah, like the one thing that is like a little bit challenging with that is like where I think sometimes it's like out of your control where like, 
like other people might have a similar like borrow the style yeah but it's not like coming from the same place yeah yeah and then and the soul like you said no yeah and then like people might kind of like see your work through that lens yeah and then like maybe lose the like what your core like like connect you with something that you're not like it's like they don't see your work in the same way or they're not looking at it like through the lens of your work they're looking at it through like the style that's something that's just like a is realizes like over time like it's just part mm -hmm. of the deal like where like you mentioned like pollock or something before yeah. Yeah, yeah. like where like sometimes like someone like him like you have like a style like where if like someone sees like paint splatters it's like like oh they just like think of him but that's like really different from like what his work was or like there's certain art like Lichtenstein or someone yeah, like yeah. where the aesthetic becomes like like it almost like stops you from seeing the work then mm. so I think that's just something that is just part of like yeah just images getting familiar like familiar with like with people like then you have to yeah try new things and go to new places i think that's like how i deal with that yeah you were showing me upstairs you have this whole setup where you do vr painting or sculpting i guess yeah that's a good question I, i'm not <laughs> sure yeah which one like i yeah i'm not sure what i would find it is more like sculpture really i kind of started doing that as a way to make images for paintings and i so i thought of it as like painting in the beginning but then that is what's funny is like so i basically in in vr i'd make a drawing and then in vr i'll make a 3d object that's like how i would envision that um, medium is the the software to use yeah that's the so mostly the software that i use i think yeah that pretty much that's the only thing i use with um with the vr stuff i, I think i think adobe actually bought that program so they've been like making Trying a new make version something. of it yeah have you heard of the da vinci uh surgery machine oh yeah have you heard about it uh i think so it's like using vr to like do operations and yeah. stuff yeah but you can operate on someone in Europe from here with the right software and hardware. But yeah, I guess I didn't. I don't know that much about that. But yeah. like when I, I think for me when I started using VR, that's the kind of like like stuff that I do feel is like really. I, I don't know if exciting is the right word, but like seeing that kind of because it's really crazy. Like when I'm making a sculpture, sometimes I like go inside of it to like fix holes and stuff like that. If yeah. it's like from a 3D scanner, and like I would think about that. I'm like, oh, like probably someday you have like little robots that go into someone's body that like a. A doctor could like in Australia navigate. or whatever yeah and like it does feel like it's like but the a place where, the place where you go to paint is to me instead of it being a real place it's kind of like a virtual world yeah. or metaverse what do you call it I mean I just think of it as like a yeah like a virtual or a place or something thing. yeah like a di digital space like um but I guess that's what I've been poking at the last couple of years is like trying to figure out what that is yeah like I guess I don't really you write answer no I'm terrible, no? terrible at writing <laughs> uh I like sometimes try I feel like it's helpful to do that like i maybe just talk to somebody and they'll write it down <laughs> and then that you can start defining those things because i feel yeah your work whatever you're doing people haven't even come up with terms for those things yeah i do think that's what's like for me a pretty interesting is like okay like because this the, the digital work that i'm making like it feels like a space like where like even if i make a painting from a digital image yeah. that, like a vr space it's like I know what the back of the the object is. I know it's like a, it feels like a real like as if you're doing like a plain air painting or something. It's like a place you could go to. Yeah. And then all those files are like saved somewhere. So for me, I'm like, what is that? Like, it's like it feels like a specific like it feels somewhat like not real, but it's like a. Have you heard of the extended mind theory? No. Tell me about that. <laughs> Well, I'm going to put it in the show notes too, but it's about this concept, like a philosophical theory that the phone, our phones is a real part of our mind. 
So our mind has extended over to these things. But even all the the models that you have for your sculptures in that theory, they're your memory. Yes. Somewhere because you can access them if you want to, but they're there in real life. That yeah. could be part of your mind. Like now your mind expanded. You know? That makes so much sense. I mean, I think for me, that is like how, I mean, I think like even like with paintings, even like super old paintings, like yeah. they're kind of like storing, they kind of store data, right? Like someone's yeah, yeah. experience. Or Code. Like, yeah. And like, that's the, how like we access like hundreds of years ago through that painting. Right. And yeah, like these are all just different ways to store information. Like, from human to human and like so that that makes a lot of sense i think for me like that yeah i have to read that because like for me like i definitely like that's how i think about that kind of space it's like like i have like it's like in my it's like kind of like yeah like where i i might have a vision of like what i want a painting to be and then i like make it in like 3d which is like very similar to like what my imagination of it is and then I'll be like, well, how do I share this with people? But like the place that I made like in 3D is kind of like what my it's like a trying to duplicate that imagine like imagined space in my head. So it's like a mental palace. You heard that term? No, but yeah, that makes perfect it's like sense. A memory. Yeah. People that memorize things create mental palaces in their mind. And they place objects. Oh, yeah. Someone actually was just telling me about that yeah, recently. Yeah. They said, like, they would put it, put, like, a memory in a box or something. So they'd have yeah, to Yeah, there's this and... book called Moonwalking with Einstein. Okay. I'm put it in the notes, too. It's about how to learn how to memorize anything. And they, they introduce you to these mental palaces where you put things from, like, your childhood and stuff like that to connect to things that you need to remember. Yeah. That is, that's a mental palace, but it's digitally being provided to you. That, yeah. that is a good connection. Yeah, I feel like because even like how we use computers with like the desktop metaphor, like with the file yeah, organization, desktop, yeah. like I feel like it, all that stuff feels very um, early, like where like when I use VR and like all those things, it how feels like you? more. Sorry. Oh, 39. 39? So I'm 37. Okay. So we grew up around the time when we were kids, like the internet became a thing, no? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And like, I feel like we're, we're in a unique, I feel like, yeah, that age is like a unique time period where like just so much changing so rapidly that it's kind of hard to deal with, I think for most (laughs) people, right? Like, I really admire that you are finding a way to immortalize this time in a way. Yeah. But I love that when people look at now to make work instead of the past or the future, whatever. Yeah. And like, I feel like, I mean, I have a, like, I have a lot of different, like, friends that, like, some are coming at art from, like, a painting space and, like, yeah. some are coming from, like, some, a lot of my friends are, like, net artists. And, like, some people, like, just go to one way or the other, like, yeah. where, like, physical world or digital world. But for me, I'm, like, trying to find that, like, in between, which I think is pretty unique to our, our moment. Like, this yeah. kind of, like, we're in a moment where we're trying to, like, we have all this, like, new tools to do things. But then it's, like, how do we, like, actually use them in, in like, how productive, healthy ways? How to make it more human. Ways. You were telling me how to make it more human earlier. Yeah, I was saying, too, like, that's, like, a frustration. Is like, I don't know that that's always the way that, like, the people making the tools are, yeah. are like, that's not necessarily their goal. But, like, in, like, a, like, better society, I think we would kind of like be like oh how did how do these deals help people i'm baffled as i was explaining to you earlier that i'm baffled that tim cook or mark zuckerberg hasn't been like austin what like help me out with the vr (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know yeah we know you're listening please come through (laughs) yeah i mean i don't even pointers no I don't know. I guess the reality is I don't know that they have the same goals necessarily. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that's what. Since my... we know they are listening, what would you tell them like that we need with regards to that? Or you're perfectly OK with everything? Uh, no, I would just like I mean, for me, like if I was like, you know, working with any company like that, that's so influential, just like 
always trying to ask the question of like how like how do people use this like what is a better way like what's a better way to like design things so that the like human experience and connection is like prioritized but i think i mean even if they i mean these are hard questions i think so even if they did have that goal in mind i think they are like i don't necessarily have answers either yeah i think unfortunately a lot of questions we might have more questions than that yeah i think for me that's like at least like i'm like my goals are to like figure out those like i don't i have different incentives maybe i would imagine like that but i mean they might have you know i don't really know what their incentives are but uh yeah that's like i think i've that's like that's the kind of stuff that i'm like pretty interested in i was like lucky enough too when i was at yale i had um some teachers there in like the computer science department that were like pretty influential and like 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 kind of like future thinking people that um that you like i i guess what i've seen too over the years like where you like you know a few people can make a difference too like where you put an idea out there and then it can really grow pretty rapidly so like um yeah one of the teachers i had in school like he i think his like his research at yale was like super influential and like influenced um a lot of like the way we use computers today like where you see like you know yeah just a few people can make a change so you might yeah. as well try to do like what you know what you think is good or positive for for people or like hopefully that's most people's uh what they would prefer but that's good advice man and then you had a little bit of a rough time moving here how did it go how, when did it get good? Because I, what seems to me that now you have it good with the, with regards to your art. How, uh, how, how was that when you got here? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's been great in like that. I felt like really welcomed in New York. Like I've had such a just great welcoming with other artists. Like yeah. for me, as soon as I moved here, there's been so many people that would just like, you know, reach out and like do studio visits and just be really supportive. And Were you ever annoying? Was I ever, I, I would, you'd have to ask other people. Because <laughs> I was listening to this podcast with Benny Blanco. You know Benny Blanco? I, some the record that, guy, yeah. the, like a Justin Bieber record guy. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, when I was young, I was so annoying. I would like call Diplo 20 times and I would like, like stalk, uh, like executives. And what, were you like that? Were you like mm. annoying with regards to like, look at me? Or it was kind of like a magically lucky situation. Maybe more like the second. I think like once I moved here, people, I think people were somewhat. Also it helped that you went from, came from Yale. So people yeah, I think were like, that, you have to see it. I think that helped. Like, I huh? think I already had like, like something that people, like my work was somewhat interesting to people too. Yeah. And like, I had that moment where I think because I was at that grad school that people were looking like at like yeah, yeah. at my work and stuff so yeah definitely but like I think when I look back at like emails from undergrad I think that's when I was really annoying <laughs> like I did not like I would email the teachers and like just write like I just kind of like looking back like I I just was so excited about everything I was doing and like I think they actually appreciated it but, but like yeah, when I'm yeah. like oh wow like I would not like I didn't have any boundaries then with like email. I would just like yeah yeah there's some teachers I would just like send yeah. whatever painting is working on and just like oh what do you think about this dear like, mr whatever and stuff like that yeah and they were all great like i mean yeah. i was so lucky to have these teachers at undergrad sure that's part of the experience of being a teacher too no? yeah and looking back actually like i've taught a little bit and like i feel like actually oh, i would really? probably just here and there never yeah. like a full-time thing but just like you know studio visits and stuff yeah. but i i feel like that, those are the students that i would probably is there an og teacher that you want to give a shout out to yeah like one teacher i love is like his name is frank bramblett he uh unfortunately passed away a couple years ago oh. and like but he was super influential to me yeah. and a lot of other teachers. Um, I had so many amazing teachers, like like Donna Nelson, Stanley yeah. Whitney, like so many amazing teachers at Tyler. That um, like I think when I was Damn. In, yeah, like when I was in undergrad, front of the show. What was that? Front of the show, Sam. Yeah, he's he's so amazing. Like honestly, like the funny thing is, like I was pretty naive at that time, and like. Yeah. 
I just didn't took didn't, it for granted or just, I just didn't know like yeah. how great their work was. I think that was what was kind of special about that school is like, I think the teachers, like, because they're great teachers that had taught for a long time, they like never really like made their teaching about them. Mm-hmm. They were just like really supportive and like helped the students Generous, like, yeah. yeah. And help the students find their own path. Yeah. So like, I didn't really even know a lot of the teachers work until yeah. later. And then I would be like, Oh my God, these, all these, all these teachers are so amazing. That's like help shape like the way I think about things and a lot of my friends and like now I realize how fortunate we were to have these like not just great artists but great teachers people minds that had been hmm? great minds yeah and like I think teaching is actually pretty hard yeah so like it takes a long time to probably get good at and like there's a difference probably between you know you could be like great like in the beginning of your career teaching but like someone who has like a long experience I yeah. think they really have a um, a way of teaching that is like su- super great and like helpful so yeah, I felt like I was really lucky to to have that, like certain teachers as... Um... Did you ever studio assist? Uh, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I like when I was at Yale, I did like, I think part of like that program, we had to be like, t- like teaching assistants. Yeah. So I did that for like two teachers there. And that was a great experience too. That was like really, really helpful. But um, yeah, I never worked never for... Never here in New York. No, I never, I never worked for another artist. Like... I've kind of always tried to separate when I've had day jobs and stuff, tried to separate yeah, those worlds because like I did have one job when I first moved here where I worked for, it was like the closest to that. I worked for, she was like a designer and she would like cool. make um, stained glass windows yeah. and I would do like airbrush on the windows. And then like, yeah, like it was like a certain process where we were basically making, it wasn't stained glass. I don't, I honestly don't remember what we were <laughs> called, but but um, I did that for like a month or two. It wasn't that long. And then like I had to leave because of some health issues and stuff. But uh, but basically like that was like a situation where I honestly was so drained from that job. And I like I like I've, I always feel like it's really difficult. Like if you had a day job or something, you're doing the same thing as a thing that you want to do. Yeah, that's like too, for me, like doesn't work. Like it was for me, I've had other, like other jobs are like computer jobs and stuff. I would be like sitting on my computer all day and be like, I would just want to get in the studio, like painting, physical. Yeah. Like when I would get home, I would go to the studio and then it would be like, cause hard to be like, you know, like working nine to five or something somewhere. And then like, if you're doing the same physical activity, like where for me, it'd be like, oh, I'm like, we'd be done like on the computer after like a day, like working. Yeah. I would be like, oh, I'm going to work now for like five hours when I get home. All like, night. Or... Yeah. And like, if it's, I've noticed when it was that job, it was extra hard. Like when I would still do it. Like when I first came here, it was pretty rough with that. Like I was not sleeping much, but, but, uh, but definitely like, <laughs> there's it was nothing more like exhausting. your first studio, no? Yeah. Where like, was your first studio? Well, I think you, you were at that studio. Oh, that's that was the one? The, that's the only other studio I've had When in did New York. you get that one? As soon as I moved to like 2013, I think. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, I had that for until like two years ago. Yeah, that's the only studio I've ever had. And like that place was great because it was like, I think it was like $450 when I first Damn. moved here. Yeah, it went up like every year a little bit. but And you had a good ventilation. It had a window. <laughs> yeah? No, it didn't have a great, I mean. No? Yeah, looking back, like, I don't know if that was like the safest, but I was pretty careful. I would wear a mask all the time yeah. in there. But I think, yeah, that I think I'm I was glad that you're safe with that regards because before I work in a lab where there was radiation stuff like that, oh, so I was very yeah. careful with everything, and I treat my pain and my uh, everything with that regard, like gloves and everything that not many people do. But it is kind of dangerous. Yeah, no, that's great advice. Yeah. I think for people listening yeah, too right? is like I think like Take if you love what you do, like it makes sense. So like you're gonna do it forever, hopefully, yeah. and like every day. Like so, you might as well start some good habits because yeah. then yeah, it's just like easier to like if you have a good habit then you can just hopefully live long enough to do it for a long time but 
Yeah, it's like it's one of those things where you might as well like be careful with it. So yeah, um, but yeah, I don't think like when I was younger, I didn't. It took me a long time to understand all the like the danger. The I remember harms? like oh, shit. well, even just with traditional painting. I remember when I was an undergrad, I was like I was using like cadmium red, and then like I would like put the brush in my mouth to like the tip sharper. Like it's so dumb, but. Like, you know, then one of my friends walked in and he's like, what are you doing? Like, you can't do that. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I see people smoking and painting and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. be careful out there. We know <laughs> we need longevity in painters too, we, you know? Yeah, that's what I mean. For me, I think it's cooler to like live to be 90 and make like yeah. 90 years of amazing paintings. Like someone like right. Alex Katz or something than like. Jasper Jones. Yeah. Like, I think sometimes people fetishize like the danger of like yeah, yeah. not caring and stuff, but. Which is like, and I mean, everyone's going to do their own thing. Yeah. But for me, I like, I love when I have a, like, you can see a lifetime of artists and like how they right. grow over like a long time. Yeah. So like all the painters that I love, I want to live a long time and see what they do like for forever. So First time I saw your work was at Postmasters Gallery. Was that your first big show or no? Yeah, that was the first solo show I had in New York. I think the first show I had was like, it was like a, a group show, but like a group show, um, like Marilyn Minter curated mm -hmm. me into a show with like, I think a space that Maurizio Catalan was involved in. Cool. Um, it's called like Family Business. And yeah, that was like a, like a small little space in Chelsea, but that was like, yeah. that was kind of, for me felt like my entry to like mm -hmm. New York or like people experiencing the work and felt so lucky to like be that for it to be that. Cause yeah. that was like a really special group of people and like, a lot of artists that I still keep in touch with and like, like it really like felt like a community there. Um, well, like I was like what I was saying before, like this kind of like, yeah, I think that's like kind of was the idea with that, like this, like art community that's like supportive. So I really felt that way from yeah. the beginning with that. And yeah, of course, there's other like difficult stuff that like with like being here, like, to, like, you know, there's like, there are always people that really just love art and like that, yeah. like just really focusing on that. And like, there's, that's like, if you have that as the core and like even just a couple people that you relate to, in that way that's like enough to sustain the like the challenges i think for yeah. sure and then the next one the next big show i saw was the one of jeffrey deitch yeah so like i had worked with postmasters for a couple of years we had some differences and stuff so I, yeah. I left that gallery and then started working with jeffrey yeah that's that's been great like jeffrey someone i looked up to for a long time so friend of the show great. jeffrey yeah he's been great to work with super supportive so yeah. That was, cool that, that, that was a great show. That was a great show. I never saw, told you in person, but Thanks. that was amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I love uh, also more recently, I saw your show at Pace Sprints. Oh, right. Yeah. That's that's up now. Uh. Yeah. Go see it. <laughs> Run. It's really amazing. Like I saw a lot of hard, hard monotyping. No? Yeah. And, and honestly, that was like an interesting show for me because, um, yeah, I kind of like that also, like I was, I was talking about like my entry point to like a lot of like steps in my life with like school or like moving to New York or whatever like where they just kind of like like oh, I felt like the right thing to do like not necessarily like something I had in mind like pr I think printmaking was something like that too like Pace Prince asked me a few years ago to like if I would want to like experiment with them and work with them and it's something that I was never really that interested in printmaking and that opportunity kind of like started with just like experimenting and now I've really grown to love that and like it's something that like just slowly like learning about that world and like yeah now like I think that show it kind of we worked you know we've been working together for a few years and like learning different techniques through that process but um yeah, i think it's like influential in my painting now too which is yeah. like been a nice side effect yeah like where yeah just even thinking about flatness and color like a, like a, like getting like these like really like beautiful opaque colors in the printmaking process but well, yes the collage yeah the well even the is it hand cut or machine uh most of the collage are hand cut basically how the hand cut ones work are like 
we kind of start off those prints thinking like basically yeah, we work on this like it's like a magnetic plate that they like this special plate that they have that's like very thin it's like almost like a like a refrigerator magnet kind of hmm. kind of metal and it's like thin enough that we can cut it so basically i'll airbrush onto that with watercolor and then and then we cut that i'll like cut that with like a razor blade right and then and then i'll have them ink up like the negative space and then we'll like sandwich that back together and then run it through the press so it's kind of a nice mix of like airbrush i um, wonder how it's how it's made yeah so but we i think we made this process up together i don't think anyone else really yeah. does this as far as i know like yeah it was, it was very unique the way that the aerosol i was like how did they get it is actual paint it's actually paint from the gun yeah but it's not it's not on the paper it's, it's like on it's the, pressed yeah because it's the, on the stamp yeah because basically we put it on the piece and then we re-wet re the paper yeah. so then it leaves the impression so it's actually tr transferred so it's like a, it is a print and like that's the one rule with those like i wouldn't airbrush anything directly mm. um but it, i love that yeah and it was a funny process where at first like i was frustrated because i was like like i would make like what i would think would be like a great painting and then yeah. we do run it through the press and then i'd be like oh just be a little duller or something yeah and i'd be like oh well like what am i gaining from this like like why not just have a work on paper or something but then through the years like we really worked out the process where i think when we started like combining the airbrush with the, the ink because like that contrast started mm -hmm. being like oh like it's really hard to actually for me to get some of these gradients or like bright like the intensity of like the ink colors and then contrast it with the softness of the airbrush. So like now I'm like, oh, this really created like this new thing that I wouldn't be able to do in another way. Yeah. So it's really kind of special. But um, but yeah, the collage ones, though, are more come out of like I say we would do a piece and like maybe I wouldn't like how like a part works instead of like just like throwing out the piece. It's like, oh, well, we'll cut the part out that I like and then we'll make it maybe make that like another piece that we would put it on to. So it kind of became like a way to, um, yeah, just like kind of like like learn from the mistakes and like yeah. like let that work turn into something new. And um, yeah, like so that even that like I think that's when the work in, with the printmaking became more interesting to me because like became more like painting I think like in the way that it could be like additive like where it's like oh you can like make this but even if it's not perfect you can like cut it up and like put it like add it to something else and like and be more of a process where you're like responding to what you made I think for me that was the struggle with printmaking is like it feels like the opposite of painting where it's like it's like really plan everything out first and then you hope that it works and then it's like doesn't you're like disappointed like where for me painting is like is like a lot of like responding like where it's like like oh, i put something down and it's like well now what does it need like what should i do to this like what should i like you're kind of like like intuitively like kind of just adding until everything is in the right place um and then like yeah over time like i think with the printmaking process we found a way that feels a little more like painting to me like where we could do a little bit more back and forth and make changes and like yeah not like have to do it so like planned out it's yeah. an amazing show Thanks. My favorite was that there's a blue boy, like a blue on blue uh, face of a boy that he, I don't think it's a real person, right? Yeah, that's like some of the paintings in that show are from like I had some of the um, people who worked at Pace Prince sit for portraits. Oh, really? I was going to ask you, how did you choose the, the subjects? Yeah, like I, honestly, like most of them were just like people who are willing to sit. Like for me like that, it was like more just like it started off as an experiment. Yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder if I could do like a painting from life in the, in the print shop. And uh, so it was like happened to be like, oh, the people who are working there. But yeah, that was one that I just made up. I think that figure out of my yeah. head or I might 
might've looked at some of those I was looking at. I would look at say like a Matisse drawing for yeah. like the, like it may seem like Babylonian or, you know, like ancient Asian, like an Egyptian boy or something like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't like, I think the, where you said Matisse, there are a lot of them are Matisse too. I no? think I would look at Matisse and Picasso drawings just as like, what is your connection to Matisse? I see like the French connection to him and also kind of like collage, also French. What's your connection to France? If any. Yeah. I mean, I, Honestly, I don't think of it in that way. Like, I think I just love There's Matisse. Well, I think I I love his I I love artists that are able to like simplify form and to create like expressive um, images that are like both like complex and simple like simple shapes. Like for me, like that's like always what I'm like striving for. It's like how do you how do you like say a lot with a little? And I think Matisse is someone who does that really well. Yeah. Um, so you that's too, like man. my connection. Yeah. Like Alex Katz is someone like that. Mm-hmm. I really love him. Like this kind of like simplicity in, in the, in the forms. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's more my connection. Like it's a lot of times it's more just like, it's just artists that I like I'm drawn to or just like, like see something in the work that like I'm like striving yeah. for. So one last question, what matters? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I should have been prepared for this one. <laughs> um, Think as long as you want. Yeah, I guess like for me, like, yeah, what matters for me? Like, I mean, to me, like, it's just just making like every like for me, like just to keep going, like and keep making things like to, to even like um like as a way of thinking or to like understand, understand yourself. Like, I think that and like having the like making things and like sharing them and like having those conversations and connections with people. I think like those are the things that matter to me. I think they're the things that I really like make life worth living for me, like having those just like relationships with people who care about similar things, like where it's like, I feel like no matter what, like if you can have that in your life like that, that's like the best, like where I'll like meet with my friends for like lunch or dinner or something. And we'll just like had seen a painting show and talk for hours about it. And I mean, whatever it is, like, I mean, some people aren't as interested in painting, but like, like having those things that you really care about and like letting yourself like connect with people with them and like really like, you know, we only, you know, have so much time here. So it's like just like kind of letting yourself kind of, um, yeah, like connect with people that have like care about similar things. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. Really nice to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, I really wanted to show you appreciation for your work and to let you know that you really are inspiring us. Like, everything you do really inspiring us. And I'm talking for all these people at San Francisco and <laughs> Berkeley that they're, like, so, like, in tune with it. And I was like, he does he know this? And I'm like, I know you do, but I really, yeah, thank you so much for being so generous with your time that you're giving us. And you will inspire the next generation of painters, no doubt. Well, well thanks for sharing that too. American legend, <laughs> Austin Lee.